listener production. You're listening to Darling Shine, a podcast by myself, Elodie Pullen. And me, Chloe Fisher. A place where we ground womanhood's unspoken experiences from grief to fertility and everything in between. Join us while we transform our pain into power, encompassing all emotions ugly and beautiful. Darling Shine is your chosen family and your survival kit for the unexpected shit life throws at you. We're sitting here in different rooms again in Saint-Tropez this time though. Saint-Tropez. It's so sick here. It's actually just stunning and such a vibe. And the hotel we're in is really cool. But we just suck at technology. Like, it's so weird that we can't figure out how to sit next to each other and record together. (laughs) We're in separate rooms. You look like you built a pillow fort behind your head. Yeah, because there was some ugly shit in the background, so I put some white stuff behind me. It's probably a good thing that we're in separate rooms. We probably just smash each other. Yeah, we, we've been having a few. We're having a few tiffs lately. Yeah, before um, Minnie just grabbed a cake out of Fisher's room and starts eating it, and he's like, "Our rooms both just got clean." He's like, "Nah, not in this room." I'm like, "Yeah, no, nah, fuck, bring her in my room and eat the cake." Like, literally, like it's sweet. That's what kids do, and they're just losing it. They're like, "She's dropping it on the carpet." I'm like, "Shut the door, stress less, close the door." And then Chloe comes in. She's like, "Is something wrong?" I'm like, "No, bro, I just needed to shut the door so you weren't seeing how messy Minnie was being with the cake." Because like, I'm trying to set up for this interview and I can't fucking monitor her and do technology at the same time. And if the cake's keeping her happy, that's just what's going to have to happen right now for five minutes. (laughs) Oh, wow. All right. Well, we have the different parenting styles coming out in us again. We'll have to do a parenting styles episode. When I get back from this trip, we'll do like a big fat mini travel tips and parenting style episode and we'll give you some hell shit tips on how to mum life. He's an angel though. We were actually talking about it yesterday. I was saying how I have lately tried to step back and just let let you do that because you're obviously her mum. But I feel like the only reason why she is what she is and how good she is at like restaurants and she's been pretty good on planes and pretty good just in transfers and travel and like going out for dinner at 10pm at night and being a chiller. The only reason why she's like that is because you're her mum and you make her like that. It's, It's like I take my hat off, but you're you're just a legend. You're just like, don't give a fuck, you do you, Minnie. That's nice of you. I think it's just a fluke that she's really cool. Like maybe I just got a really cool, chill kid and she just sometimes is happy to just sit there and eat. But don't get me wrong, like I have so many mums messaging me literally every day because I post about her out and about with us, lunching, dining, dinners, da-da-da-da-da, sitting there eating her fucking olives and her caviar. And people are like, oh, I've got a kid the same age. I could never bring her out to all the shit you bring your kid to and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? Like half the time we're running around the restaurant, Zoomies, she's being annoying, like and we're all wrangling her. But I actually think because I've, I've just continued to do it and do it and do it. And I'm like, I'm not coming on the baby program. Like you're coming with me. We're doing this life and we're living it. And maybe it's because I'm alone and I don't always just have someone to be like, here, have her while I go out. So I just bring her everywhere. And maybe she's now accustomed to it. Because I definitely think she is getting better at coming along to dinners and shit. We bribe her now a little bit. She like will be like, "You get ice cream soon." Like it's she, her holiday diet's not been too well. 
I mean, it has been pretty well. She eats heaps of yummy fish and all healthy, like iron and protein and all the all the you know the good bits. But then she she gets been getting ice cream every day, so that's not something I would usually endorse at home. But Chloe and Fish just love feeding her sugar. <laughs> Oh, not really. I think that it's like there's tactics with having her at these late night dinners. You've got to bribe her. Yeah. It's iPad and ice cream. She loves the word more. So this morning I tried to give her some food and she was like, no, or more and no, 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 no. And then I said, what about more, more? And she looked at me and she goes, more, more? And like I, then she ate the food. And what we do is we <laughs> drop it in front of her face, just like little pellets and little trails of food. And as soon as she picks one up, she either picks it up and throws it over her shoulder or she picks one up and eats it. And we all just like, quick, look away, look away. If you don't look at her, she's going to finish eating this. We have to play psychological games with her. It's so funny. So when she's being good or when she's being quiet or when she looks like she's about to eat something, we're kicking each other under the table going, don't, don't, don't look at her, don't look at her, don't look at her. But as soon as she catches wind of us like entertaining her, being good, she's like, nah, fuck that. Um, like, then she tries to muck up. So we definitely have to like play games with her. Very big, smart brain. She's honestly, I think she's really smart, that kid. She's grown up for sure in the last week. She's, she's starting to have full on little conversations. I was actually talking to her. We were singing um, the wheels on the bus go round and round. She loves that because she does the babies on the bus go where, 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 and the mummies on the bus. And then she started saying to me yesterday, all day long. And I was like, yeah, same, same. And it's so weird what you notice in a day. So like just the other day when we were at John Dahl, like early afternoon, a few things happen in a row. And I'm like, in the last five minutes, she's just learnt like three words and she doesn't stop. Like 10 minutes later, it was like I went to the bathroom and came back and she looked like she was double the size. I'm like, what is it? Is my brain like broke? Like, is my eyes not working or is she just growing before my eyes? It's actually terrifying. And she does sign language as well. Yeah. Well, she was doing this thing with her hands and I was thinking that means something for sure. And when I Googled it, it's actually the sign language for more. And I was thinking, how did she learn this? Nah, nah, I'm going to do a massive shout out to my neighbour right now, Misha, and her epic boyfriend, Charlie. I've got such an, these sick people living across the road. Shout out Shay and Shelley as well. Misha's been hanging out with Minnie heaps because she lives right across the road and she works at a daycare and she's been teaching Minnie sign language. So like oh. Minnie's often signing to me and I'm like, fuck, I've got to quickly Google shit because I don't know what she's saying. <laughs> she's the best. So wild how much they can learn. Like I, I feel bad that I'm probably not doing more with her. Do I need to start doing like the times tables and stuff already? Because she's a, a sponge. Yeah, she's a sponge at the moment. I don't know. I should just start putting like our movies on in like a different language and see if she starts talking French and stuff. See, <laughs> see, si, si, the other day. See, si, I'm oui, oui. really disappointed in myself that I've lived in Spain for the summers for the last four years and I don't really know much Spanish. I, we tried to do Spanish through COVID and that did Aww. not end well. But you know what the hardest thing about learning Spanish is there's like three words for every one word there's and then there's like masculine and feminine and verbs and everyone says Spanish is the easiest language to learn. So Chloe and I signed up for the classes and then we we did like what six or seven and we were like okay, I still can barely say hello to a girl. Actually the hardest one to learn because there's like double of everything. Or are we just the stupidest people in the world? That was actually I think when we spoke about this 
episodes and episodes ago, it was like one thing that I regret when I was younger is not learning a language at school. And it was so not cool to learn a language at school. You used to do, you'd have to do that as like a compulsory elective. And it was like French or, it was French or Japanese. Japanese. I did Japanese. I did. I, I The only reason why I remember we did French when I went to Narrabeen Sports High School is because we had like a hands-on lesson and they brought croissants and we put chocolate <gasps> in the croissants. Lol. Oh, that's one good reason to choose French. But speaking of French food, holy moly, that joint last night. Was it? That was. Okay, so before we actually talk about the French food, when there's these episodes with just the two of us, we really want to get some structure for you guys. So we're actually going to introduce two segments. And the first segment is going to be our shit and shine of the week. In English, let me just say that a little bit slower. Shit and shine, because I just said that in one word. You said Hi. shit and shine. That's the German word for it. Shit and shine. What's your shit of the week? I can't even think of a shit. It's so good here. I've actually got two shits of the week for me today. No shit, literally. Oh, lol, pun intended, <laughs> because I always am injured. But we were cooking dinner the other night. The one time we fucking cook, honestly. We eat out every meal here. I, I cut the corner of my finger off. I wonder if you can see it. She's trying to show you. You can actually see the corner is off my finger tip. Anyway, I was cutting up chicken and we just got new knives and it just went funk straight off. And it was one of those ones that bleed. It bled for two days straight. But I said, quick, LL, you've got to get the, the tip of my finger off the chopping board. And there was the corner just like in with the chicken, like it looked like a little slither of chicken. Uh, the only reason why I looked really closely and I could see her fucking fingerprint on it, I was like, yeah. And then the other shit was I were at the pool the other day and I had mini and I was like running to get the ball and I clipped my pinky toe on a day bed and I kid you not, it was one of the most painful things that's happened to me in a really long time. The lady that was on the day bed sat up and was and said, oh, my God, what just happened? Because she nearly oh. got off the bed because that's how hard I hit this thing. I thought I broke my toe because I, I couldn't even put any pressure. I think you might have. And I just knew that Elodie and Paul were just thinking, oh, here she goes again, full of shit. The other day when I um, remember on stage and I did like that backflip, well, whatever, that hell shit um, handstand and then I whacked your wrist, I'm like, oh, fuck, like we're going to do a whole podcast episode on this wrist bruise and then, thank God you clipped your toe because it took it away from the wrist. But then... But she kicked me so hard. I don't know if you saw in our stories. She thought it was like she just got all excited like a puppy, as she does on the stage, filming herself. And I'm standing <laughs> behind her and she thought for some reason that it was appropriate to do a donkey kick on the stage. <laughs> as she kicked back, she kicked me with her Doc Martin size 11 shoe in my size wrist. Size nine. Size nine, everybody. <laughs> And I was like, I think you nearly broke my, actually not my wrist, my forearm. And no one believed me. No one believed me. I was putting moisturizer on the next day. I was like, wow, that hurts. Look at my wrist. And I've got like a 50 cent piece black bruise on my wrist. You know what the best telltale with Chloe is? And I, I've seen this a lot of times because I've seen a lot of injuries with this chick, a lot of broken toes. She was limping and I was like, I'm going to keep an eye on this fucking limp because you know how sometimes like a child the limp magically goes away and then comes back when she wants it. 
the limp actually stayed. So I was all right. I was like, oh, fish, her foot's actually fucked. And we were like, yeah, it actually is. It's, it's, she's done a doozy on it. I say, can you shorten your stride? Because you have to remember your legs are like giraffe legs and my legs are like ant legs and I have a bung toe and you're like 100 metres ahead at all times, no consideration. I just cannot walk slow. Something's wrong with me. But um, the funniest thing was is that after the bung toe date, Chloe proceeds to wear like 14-inch heels with a two-inch platform on them fucking to dinner last night. I'm like, oh, yeah, how's that toe? I said, I was just like, I need to push the pram so I can limp with the pram. But I wasn't going to wear sandals to a fucking fancy restaurant. So from my shit, my shine of the week was 150% that restaurant. I've never been to Saint-Tropez before, but this place is hands down one of the most beautiful places. Thought we were fancy before. This is the definition of fancy. Even the streets mm. are just mind-blowing. I didn't really know what to expect and it's it's completely gone over and above my expectations. I I'm, I'm, love it. Stunning. I have so many shines and, like, no shits. I'm just trying to think, like, the only thing I could probably complain about here is, like, the, the bread was a bit stale the other day at that lunch. <laughs> like, literally, it's so good. <laughs> Oh, no, actually, when I went in that indoor pool the other day at your apartment block, it was a little bit too cold. That's a good one. And like Minnie and me, we we just couldn't handle the cold. So we had to go to the other pool, which was a little bit warmer. (laughs) Nah, honestly, it's just, I think in another episode soon, we can do some real talk and stuff for sure. Because I I feel like I do have stuff to say and like I have been a bit down in my head lately. But if we're just talking about like surface level shits and shines, we're fucking with the family in Europe. Life's good. And I just think um, we're we're so lucky and blessed. And like Chloe, me and Fish and Minnie, we say like 10 times a day, we literally do look around and we go, wow, take this in. Like this I know I know we're on our phones, we film everything. I put th- four million stories up a day and, like, I, lo- I love documenting that shit. But, like, we literally look around a hundred times a day and go, how good is this? We are so blessed. Like, we do not... These guys live overseas all around the world all year and they still don't take it for granted at all. And I, yeah, and I'm just, like... Legitimately pinching each other on the arms. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I actually whack Chloe, like, five times a day and you can imagine the squish. Like, oh, don't touch! I'm like, look at that. It's so nice. Oh, my God. (laughs) My shine is fish and the shows. I say this every show. That was the best night of my life. But Wednesday nights at high, he does like 18 of them a year. So I'll... Last year, I think I did four. This year, I'm doing three. It's the best night. I don't even like clubs. I don't know how it can be that fun. It's that fun. Like... Yeah, I love Ibiza. Ibiza is the best. You will do it forever and you've done it forever. And do you ever get over that night? Like, it's the best. No, I love it. It's so good. We get so looked after there as well. The the staff and, I mean, everywhere around the world, they're all different venues and different festivals and stuff like that. But I think that High Ibiza is for sure up there with, it. I mean, it's the number one club in the world for a reason, right? So good. I forgot that, that it's like the best club in the world. Yeah, maybe that's why it's the best night ever, every Wednesday night. So good. Fish meditates every day. 
He does an ice bath every day. He goes to the gym every day, sometimes twice, while we're sleeping in with Minnie until 10. He's up at six doing all this shit. Where the My contributions are like making sure everything's like running in the house, like get in if we need anything needs fixing, I'll fix it. I, you know, he's the, mm. he's the designated housewife. He loves it. He doesn't yes. allow me to do washing <laughs> and that's fine. I'm quite happy with that because I'll probably ruin it. And I don't, I would never ruin it. But I do all the other stuff, you know. I, I make sure we get from A to B. I make sure the travel plans are all, all sorted. I locked out of our house the other day and I could feel his energy. Oh, he was dying. It is what it is. We have to stay calm. I'll work it out. I'll, I'll work out how to get a locksmith at 5.30 on a Sunday in Ibiza when no one works on a Sunday. And it's fine. It will get sorted. And if, and if it doesn't, I'll handle it. You know, everyone's got their, their things and it got sorted. I did get a locksmith. And I don't know how I did it, but I did. You got it one to come in 12 minutes. It was wild. It all worked out in the end, you know? It was all, it's all okay. It's all good. Everything happens for a reason and it's never going to happen again. And like just all day, every day, we just get followed around like, all I do is tidy up after you girls. And me and Chloe genuinely looking around going, it is fucking spotless. Yeah. Like we, and like I go into my room and I'm like, look, I'm like, what? could possibly be cleaner in here right now. Like, he does inspections, though. So, like, <laughs> he comes and, like, looks at my room and my bathroom and I'm like, it is fucking primo. The bed's made. The cushions look epic. I'm even fluffing them when I'm putting them on the bed each morning. Like, I'm like, it could not be fucking cleaner in here, but but I'll hear about it if there's, like, a speck anywhere. <laughs> he, he's insisted that he really wants to come on the podcast to, like, say a few words. So I'm a bit nervous about that. I'm pretty sure we're just in for a rinse in. So, guys, get excited about that. He's a fucking legend. Thank you for carrying us through life, Paul. Yeah, he's a fucking best. We love you. I think he's actually also scared because he knows he'll get rinsed back because I just said to him, come on the podcast now, let's fucking do this. And he walked out the door with Minnie. He's like, nah. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get it done. We'll get it done. I think the last week we spoke, we were actually going away that weekend and we went to Madrid and Bucharest. Oh, actually, I went and had another passport meeting. So hopefully I get my new passport pronto, just waiting for that in the mail. And then Paul played a show there and then we went on to Bucharest and we're actually only meant to be there for one night. By the way, that city or that town is incredible. The restaurants and the vibe and the bars and it was a festival called Saga Fest or Saga Festival, it was actually at the airport, which was crazy. So where all the planes were coming in, they're coming over the, the festival and a few of the stages were actually in big, like, aeroplane hangars, which is epic. So he played there on the Saturday night. He came home and he said, oh, that was one of the best shows I've played in probably to date. He says that every time we don't go to a show, though. Do you reckon it's just to make us feel bad for not going? No, I, I don't think that he was lying about that one. I think that, like... Footage, it was pretty incredible. It was huge. There was so many people. They actually had to close off the, they had to put um, fences off at the back because there was actually so many people there. And it was, it's an OHS hazard when there's too many people in, obviously pushing towards the front for like safety. I'm not sure what happened, but Wiz Khalifa had to pull out and he was playing on the main stage. And so it was just very random that we didn't have, or he didn't have a show on the Sunday because he usually has a show Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in different places. 
they said, do you mind staying and filling this slot on the main main stage? stage? And he said, yep, let's do it. And so we got one of our friends who runs a festival and who lives there to recommend a nanny. And he gave us, they actually gave us their nanny who was amazing. And Elle and I went, it was was actually an early Mm. show, it was at 8pm and it was insane. I'm so glad we got to um, go there. They actually purchased an aeroplane last year and stored it in an aeroplane hangar all year round and they gutted the whole inside out and put soundproofing in and they had a DJ in the actual aeroplane and then people were coming and going and like it was basically an aeroplane rave which was so sick. That show on the main stage was when I donkey kicked Chloe's hand and that was so fun. That show was out of control. And I saw Tomorrowland, which was the biggest ever, and I was like, nah, this was actually just so epic. And then after, I'm like, that had to have smashed the night before when you played in the hangar. And he's like, nah, you still miss that show. That was the best ever. I'm like, how can it actually get better? Every show has, like, different energies and, like, the crowd's different to... So this one... I mean, I saw the videos from the airport hangar, but then I was obviously there for the, yeah. the main stage. But he just said, they're just different, you know. They're all Every show is always different. Yeah. They all definitely have different energies, different vibes, different lighting, different sound, different pyro and, like, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it was still so, so good. And then we basically went straight from the show, straight back to the hotel, packed up Mini Moo, and went straight back, literally where the plane took off was right behind that main stage. And we went straight back to where the festival was. And we flew out at 3am in the morning, landed in at Ibiza at five o'clock in the morning. And so the jet was parked, like, I'm not kidding, probably 10 metres, actually, there was a fence. But if we were more prepared, we would have somehow brung Minnie to the show and had her napping in some special spot. And just like, literally hop, skip and jump onto the plane from there because it was so crazy that we had to drive all the way back to the hotel, get her and our luggage and then go back to the main stage to fly out. Yeah. And she didn't even wake up though, remember? She just like stayed asleep that whole time. Which was good. I tell you what, travelling with her, like she's the best sleeper. She transfers onto anything, plane seat, pram seat, bed. You just carry her around. She just bloody doesn't wake up. Deepest sleeper. One of my actual funny highlights of Bucharest was that <laughs> Minnie now calls anyone that's bald fish. And so we're at breakfast the other day and she's going, ish, 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 every time a bald man would walk past. And then now she, now she also calls Paul mummy. Mama, mama, follows him around like a little duckling calling him mummy and I'm just this poor kid confused. When I was at home before we came to Ibiza, I was watching Coachella on YouTube like I do like every day and Minnie loves watching it and dancing and gets her energy out before bed and stuff. This one time I was filming her and I was like, Minnie, who's that? Fish, fish, fish. And she pointed up and she goes, Daddy. And I was like, oh, my God, fuck, fuck, fuck. And I sent the video to Chloe and Fish and we were all just like, oh, holy shit. And then when we got, like, we were all just like, ha, 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 ha. And then when we got to Ibiza... She just really started saying dada, dada, dada to fish. But like she says the word dada, like, you know, so I don't know how specific it is, but we were all like, all right, let's have a bit of a chat. Cause like I was like, Chloe, are you okay with this? You want a baby so bad. And my kid's like saying dada to fish, like whether she means to or not, or it's directed at him, like 
are you, is this hard for you? Like, do you not want that? And I was like, how do you both feel about it? To me, it doesn't obviously bother me at all. And I feel like for Minnie, I personally don't think right now it's like she thinks that he, he, maybe she does, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me either way. It doesn't bother him either way. Whatever makes her feel good, then it's like, it is what it is. It's kind of like we hear it and we all look at each other and it's like, it's such a weird definitely is comforting knowing that she thinks that she feels like that about some like a like a man figure in her life mm. which is really special and like she deserves that for sure but like we said she also yeah. calls poor mummy too so yeah yeah exactly she calls him mum and dad and it's not like it's like a thing where I'm like maybe she does know because she doesn't call me mum she actually doesn't call me dad or mum or anything she she just tells me no. Yeah, she says dad in general a lot. Like, but but sometimes it's profound moments. Like the other night when we were looking at the sunset yeah. and and like the sun was literally just going under the horizon. She's like dada 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 and like genuinely pointing at it. And I was like, fuck yeah, you know, I tell you this, like daddy's in the sky, daddy's in the sky. But if she can have an a daddy who's standing with us here, whether it's my brother or whether it's fish or. Whether she knows what it is or not, I'm like, I'm not going to say to her, don't, yeah. unless the person was feeling awkward about it. I'm not going to say, don't call him that. Like, and I you feel know. like the older she gets and, like, you know, people at kindy and stuff like that are going to, when she's, they start learning about families and stuff like that, family yeah. these days, it's like modern families. There's all different types of families and, and that's okay. And they, I think that, that that's the way that they're going to get taught about it. And the, the older she gets, the more she's going to understand what it all means. And she deserves to have like a father yeah. figure in her life. And whether, like you said, that be Paul or whether that be your brother or our, our other friends, there's, she's got so many male figures in her life that yeah. it was always going to happen at some point. And she's so lucky. She, she does have so many cool male figures. And um, I wonder if she'll just start calling them all bloody dad. Dad one, dad two, who knows? Nah, that's true. My favourite thing with us when we're on the road and we're doing these little trips in and out and we go stay at hotels is breakfast with Minnie at the buffet. It's so funny. But even funnier sometimes is when Chloe wakes up and comes down to fucking join us. I'm like, sis, this buffet is out of control. Like not only can you order from this menu here and there's like the most delicacies on it, like epic things. Like my little brain is going, wow. Like we've got like waffles with cream and ice cream and strawberries. And then I've got all this epic shit and, and the menu as well that you can order anything you want off. Nah, Chloe goes and gets fucking baked beans and an English McMuffin. What is actually going on? I'm so happy with that. I actually, that makes me, I actually also ordered dippy eggs too. Yeah, that was pretty crazy to see you ordering dippy eggs. I just like the simple shit. Like I only like fruit and stuff like that. I've had an orange juice as well, but I was in, I I love it. Then again, we do go, we went to this epic place last night and obviously Chloe's still eating all the epic yummy food. It's not like she was ordering baked beans at the nice restaurant or something. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's what we also did yesterday. We thought because we were in France, France, snails. And I nearly vomited. Elodie ate hers, but I cut mine in half and I saw brains and shit like that. I saw all their arteries and like the the shit in it. And if I didn't look at that, I reckon I would have been better at it. But I was looking straight into 
veins and stuff and it was so weird. I don't know, Elodie went first. Chloe made us order them and I was like, no, I'm just, I really don't want to eat a fucking snail. Like, it's not for me. And then they sat on the table, they were covered in pesto and we're three of us looking at them, we're like, you know what? Wait, let's stitch a mini up first. She can eat the bloody snail for us. And even she was throwing it at us. So I was like, it must be pretty bad. Look, to be fair, it didn't taste like much. It was just a mental thing for me. It was just, you can take the rest of them back. We just had to try them. but It was the texture. And yeah, they literally tasted like nothing. I just had to, I just, I think I swallowed mine whole because I was like, fuck, Chloe's making me do this. It was a bit hard to like chew. There was like stuff in it. I don't know. Mm. And I need to be prepped before that. Like, I'm like, what's it, what's it feel like? Is it like a bit chewy like calamari? Chewy, yummy like calamari or chewy, yucky like snail? And he's like, he's like, they're good. Get them. I'm like, oh, it's just going to be a stitch up. Before we go, though, we actually have a few little updates. Elodie, speaking of books, do you want to tell everybody? Oh, Yes, my audio book, guys, it just come out apparently. Um, I haven't even listened back to it and I probably won't. That took fucking ages to do. So go and listen to that if you want to. There's so many people that aren't readers and they're like, I'm waiting for the audio book. So go and listen to that. Or also, I think today, actually, when this episode comes out, new merch today. Oh, really? If you guys have managed to get to the whole end of this episode and haven't realised that we launched merch today, you're not OG fans. But if you haven't, it only took us like 600 years, but we do. What have we got, Elle? Do you know? We've got a T-shirt and (laughs) um, what do we have? So we have, we've got two T-shirts. So we've got a restock of the Black Darling Shine one that sold out within like an hour last time. So we've got a restock of that. We have a new Noonie tea, which is a beige, like a cream tea with an orange around orange yeah. around the neck that says Darling Shine. We also have two incredible sarongs and what they're like a brown, one's a brownie colour, one's a beige colour, and they say you are the sun on them. They're my personal faves. And we also have a bath mat. Oh, the bath mat's sick, yeah. By the time this episode comes out, we will have had chumps three years since he passed away. So Chloe and I will probably hopefully go and do something on the 8th. We might go and like do a sunrise or a sunset. It's not really a day to celebrate because I just, it's not like his birthday. It's like a shit day, but it's just really weird that it's been three years. doesn't feel like it for me. Yep. So we will let you know how we go on the 8th. And I really hope Chumpy sends me some signs or something that day because I haven't felt too many strong signs lately. So to wrap, we wanted to add in a segment at the end of these one-on-one episodes that Chloe and I do together called Dear Darlings. Um, And it can either just be a nice message that we can chat about or it can be advice. So because we have quite a lot of girls writing like questions or asking for advice and then Chloe and I can unpack it. There is on our website actually a spot for you guys to write in under contact, Chloe. Is that right? Yeah, you can either go onto our website and there's a form under contact or you can email us at hello at darlingshine.com and we will do our best to, we're not going to be able to get back to everyone, but we'll we'll pick a few that we can read at the end of these segments. Yes. Okay, so today's one is identity crisis. 
how these two superwomen have managed to work out who they are meant to be. I know they've covered getting through your 20s and entering their 30s, but as a mum of an 18-month-old that used to work 38 to 45 hours a week and a model on the side, I feel like I've lost myself somewhere in the mix. I wear leggings and a T-shirt seven days a week, but I have all of my old closets sitting in the spare room that I look at daily and it makes me confused. Wow, absolutely feels with this one. I know this happens to so many mums. First of all, there's nothing wrong with wearing T-shirt and leggings seven days a week because I do that quite often. Yeah. But just don't wear it around just don't wear it every day. I've got a different perspective to this question. Um, obviously, I don't have a, a child yet. I completely understand where you're coming from. But from my my perspective is before I met Paul, I actually... I worked in a magazine publishing company and was like working my way up the corporate ladder. And I had like obviously dreams and aspirations and career goals for myself. I met Paul when I was 20 and I moved over to the States with him quite soon after. I think it's only been the last 12 months to two years that I've actually become okay with where I am at and where my life has sort of like taken me because I feel like up until now I was questioning so much like, I actually never really got to do me. I was never really like a complete crazy career orientated person. I always wanted to be a mom and I knew that that was very clear in my my life. But I still felt like I've always worked. I've worked since I was 12 years old and I never have not worked. So even though I lived in the States with Paul, I was like, I actually have to do something. Otherwise, I'm going to go crazy. I'm not, I'm not one of those girls that's just going to be supported my whole life and he needs to support me and that's just what I'm going to do. That's just was never, that was not negotiable for me. I was always going to do something. So that's why I created the swimwear label. I did that for seven years, but it just got too much being on the road. I couldn't do that. I've had quite a few substantial meltdowns with Paul and, you know, he's like, well, go and do what you want to do. And it's just like, well, what are we going to do then? Like, I can't go and live in Australia and climb the, the corporate ladder because then we won't be together. So even though I feel like it probably looks as though I'm so well put together and I've done a lot in my life. I still feel like that coming into my 30s, there's a part of me that I never actually did in my 20s that I wanted to do, if that that makes sense. And that you thought you'd be in a completely different phase of your life at the age you are in now. And it's, it's hard to sometimes swallow that. I just think as well, like on my journey, it's like, every step of the way, I've just been doing stuff to make sure that we can, I can be on the road with Paul and I, we can do us. So, you know, it was never something that I really wanted to do. And this wasn't my dream, but I always just like, and I'm so proud of where I've come. And I'm like, you know, I'm still doing obviously his merch. I'm doing, I do the podcast now. And I love that. And I, it's, it's, it's like, we've created this like dream job for ourselves. I definitely feel that as well in my own way. Like I feel like everyone has it in their own way and like this is an example of how I felt. So you're not alone. I felt like I always had identity crisis when Chump was alive. I still didn't know what I wanted to do and I was 28 and I, I had studied heaps. I'd spent four years at uni. I'd done nursing, teaching and business and I still didn't want to do any of those. And he was just the amazing worker and the breadwinner and he was so driven and focused and like I was just like, I wish I was you, like you're you kind of have like a really good pathway and I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm still happy because like I'm not hell career driven and like as long as I'm I'm able to earn money and like I'm not doing fuck all. I guess when he passed away, he I genuinely believe he he passed on his strength to me and his wisdom to like go and 
commit to this podcast with Chloe and have Minnie and then I guess the two things gave me like the purpose. With the mum thing and feeling like you've lost your identity with that, I think that's so normal and I have had times where I'd be hanging out with friends because you're so wrapped up in babyland and you're not sometimes doing much else like work that you just like don't even have much to talk about. Like you, I, I guess when you're with um, other mums, yeah, you fucking talk about baby shit a bit, but I actually find that pretty boring. Like, and I have a kid and I'm sometimes like in my head, shut up. Like, can we think of something better to talk about? And then I'm like, actually, I can't because I've been so, I haven't been doing anything else. I don't have anything else to say right now. Like I can't, you almost feel like you go a bit like, blank in the brain and so vague and I've I've had that a lot so if if you're feeling like that I haven't done this specifically but I'm really inspired by Chloe and Fish this trip because you've just done your Vedic meditation course and each day these two go and find 20 minutes somewhere and they have been going and like properly meditating and I really I'm a hundred percent going to do this course when I get home I'm going to find a shaman who's going to give me a mantra and I'm going to fucking learn how to meditate because apparently it does something to your brain where it like resets you and you have the motivation and the energy and the brain capacity to get through the rest of the day and not just be in la la land in your brain and maybe that means hey you have the motivation to book in that Pilates class for tonight or go to the gym or actually just do some online course or call a friend and have a chat. I think that just taking some time out for yourself and setting some small goals and maybe even doing a hobby or if yeah. like you have daycare or you have help with the baby or I don't know what your situation is, taking time out for yourself, even if it's just like once or twice a week, then I think that you would definitely feel a little bit better about everything, hopefully. Somewhere else to put your energy in just once a day. You know what? Maybe get a Peloton and do... Some days I was doing 15 minutes on that thing and just like a 15-minute bike ride. Get the Peloton and get the outfits out and get on the Peloton. Yeah. There you go. yeah rock those outfits because in the privacy of your own home I had the confidence to wear that weird shit while I was on the peloton whereas if I was going to the gym no way obviously I wouldn't wear a bikini to the gym anyway yeah well I hope that helped a little bit we're gonna love you and leave you on that one but we've got we actually have so many other updates that we wanted to get to today but we're gonna leave you with that I think we just waffled on into your ear holes for a little too long today so thanks catch you later <laughs> Love yous, love yous and leave yous.